Welcome to the How Show, hosted by the How Gal, Kelly Johnner Byrne. How stands for Help Others Win. The How Show will introduce you to some really cool people that can explain their various hows and help you learn how to win in life, in business, in everything. Now here's the How Gal, Kelly Johnner Byrne. Hey there, I'm Kelly Johnner Byrne, the How Gal, and I want to talk today about losing. What do I know about losing? Well, I can tell you, I know a whole bunch. I'm pretty sure I've had more losses in life than wins. Um, but however, I'd like to state that my wins have been pretty big. How can that be? How can being a five-time loser make you ultimately a winner? Well, we all win from losing. That's how. I set out to be somebody in life. You know, I, I thought that if I could go and achieve more, do more, be more, I'd be happier. I'd be more happy. Well, you know, that doesn't really work. Today, I'm going to be talking with uh, my guest about weight loss. That is something that I have struggled with my entire life. Weight, body image, and all of the like. I'm a former Mrs. Minnesota, fitness model, fitness competitor. I have done all of those good, cool things. But you know what? I've never, ever felt like I could just be enough. There was always this part about, you know, you're losing at something. Today, my guest is going to bring it together and pull it all around about how you can win from losing. And what I mean by that is we're talking about losing the bad habits, losing the guilt, losing the shame, and losing these goofy diets. They don't work. This is my philosophy of diet. The first three letters are D-I-E. And that is how it describes me to a T. I feel like I am dying every time I have ever been on some kind of a diet. It's all about what I can't have, what I have to lose. We're going to talk today about what we can gain. Not weight, but what we can gain so that we can win from losing. I'm Kelly Johnner Byrne, The How Gal, and you're listening to The How Show. I have a question for real estate agents. Are you a real estate agent that is new to the business and wants to learn how to quickly build your business? Or an existing agent, team leader, or broker owner that would like to keep more of what you earn, have access to the latest technologies, training and support, all while building a real retirement portfolio with stock options and a revenue sharing that is offered by no other company? If that's the case, you need to talk to Tony Schwartz with EXP Realty at 651-295-7550. 28 years in the industry, Tony has seen and done it all, and he can explain to you how to build a business you can someday retire from. That's Tony Schwartz at 651-295-7550. Cure your website headaches in the time it takes to catch up on laundry. It's possible to get more customers, feel confident in your business, and even raise your prices just by having the right website. We help you create a website game plan that's so simple to follow. A 13-year-old can do it. Find us at rockyourwebsite.com. That's rockyourwebsite.com. Welcome to The How Show. I'm Kelly Johnner Byrne, your host. Today, I have an awesome guest. I have Liz Blom. She is the founder and chief health nut um, really, a health nut. She totally is at LizBlom.com. She's an amazing mentor and health and wellness coach who offers up small and realistic changes so you can enjoy real food, like food like I like, food like you like, 
Her passion is purposeful and personal. No more roller coaster rides with your weight and health. LizBlom.com was born from her insistence that real food for real people can really happen. She is a recognized nutrition expert, contributor, and entrepreneur, and is a passionate advocate of the many benefits associated with embracing a whole food and move that body philosophy. Um, you can't just sit on the couch and be a potato, or you will look like a potato. Liz is a registered dietitian nutritionist, an RDN, and graduated from Viterbo University in La Crosse, Wisconsin, with a Bachelor's of Science in Community Medical Dietetics. Liz has acquired Commission on Dietetic Registration Certificates in Training in Childhood and Adolescent Weight Management Programs and Training in Adult Weight Management. You know, our kids are getting fat, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So please help me welcome Liz Blom. How are you, Liz? I am great. Thank you. So, you know, this this whole weight management, you can't really like walk down the road or drive somewhere and there's a, you know, a Jenny Craig or a nutrition masters or a, a blotty, blotty, blot, you know, take this pill, eat this thing and you're going to, you know, you're going to look like the Photoshop model. You know, what are your thoughts on all that? I think it plays into a lot of the confusion that's going on right now, especially with all the diet. And um, again, is it just a fad? It's a well, I think it's here to stay. I think we know that diets are are here to stay. A lot of people are going to keep following based on social media, the trends, mass confusion, um, mass comparison, things like that. I think it's you know it's just really really um, crazy. Uh, we are we have more medical science. We have more good stuff today. But yet our kids are not going to live as long as, you know, we are or our our parents. What do you think is the biggest contributor to that? I think our style, our lifestyle. I mean, we are very sedentary. We have um, things at our fingertips as far as fast foods, um, making very quick decisions. Or long are the gone are the days of the of the family meal. You know, it's it's almost cheaper to eat fast food than it is to eat real food. It absolutely can be. It's sad. What do you think is the biggest issue facing our overall health today? I'd say the biggest issue would be um, again, kind of going back to that um, disconnect, that confusion that we have. We don't know what to eat anymore because we don't know who to believe, who to follow. Um, just so much information overload. Why is it so important to eat real foods? Why, you know, why can't we just have a shake? For, <laughs> I, I laugh, yeah. at, I laugh at this, you know, you'll, you'll get, you'll know what this commercial is. Have a shake for breakfast, have a shake for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. Well, I can tell you, honey, I'm not sensible by dinner if I've just had a, sh- you know, a couple of shakes. So why is it so important, you know, that, that we, we figure out how to eat real foods again. <laughs> this is a loaded question because when we look at real foods, we're looking at things that are whole food, um, you know, plant-based, um, just simple from the earth. So those are obviously the most nu- nutrient-dense foods. However, um, to take it further, I, I look at real food as something that creates the experience, the color, the texture, the flavor, tradition, um, connection. So, I mean, if you ask me if I want real ice cream or if I want... Uh, you know, frozen ice milk, I'm going to choose the real ice cream. It's probably better for you than the frozen ice milk. You know, fats are not a bad thing. No, they are not. So I have to ask you, ask you a question. Have, you're, Liz is very fit, but have you ever been fat? I've felt fat, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, I've certainly put on the freshman 15 back in college. And so I would say for my um, body, I'm five foot two, uh, you know, an extra five pounds feels fat to me. <laughs> Do you think, um, you know, our, you, you've got two beautiful daughters how are they managing, you know, you know, with body image? How important is body image to them at their, in their teenage years here? 
I think it's huge. Um, I speak with them a lot, really to more empower them to realize that it's so much more about the nutrition and fueling our bodies properly than to look at um, the size or the shape. And again, going back to that comparison, trying not to compare what our body looks like to somebody else's body. You've got some athletes, right? Those girls are athletes. Yes. So what is um, you know, what do they do, and and how do you how do you help them stay fueled so they can you know really perform at their peak? <laughs> they are teenage athletes, so I do my best um, <laughs> to educate them. But again, I control what I can control within the house and then influence them by educating them. And then when they're out on their own, I can just hope that, you know, they, they can at least hear my voice in the back of their head. <laughs> don't You don't need that second, uh, second, you know, soda or anything like that. What, um, tell us a little bit about your business and what do you actually offer to people? I think I offer, well, I know I offer shared experiences. I mean, I really, it comes down to being able to uh, meet people where they're at, to understand what they've been through, what they've tried, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, Just working with them, I've, you know, to this point, really worked individually with people to figure out, you know, how can we best meet their needs? Because I don't believe there's a one size fits all. The one size fits all diet really, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So, if you were to take somebody like me, you know, I'm five foot eight and um, my brain tells me I'm a, a 150 pounds. What is the best way that, you know, I'd like to drop just a few pounds. I feel like I would feel better. How would you approach that? Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in that same boat. How would you approach that? What are things that I could do to, um, you know, achieve that goal? First of all, it's looking at what you're currently doing. I mean, we can't move forward if we don't really accept where we're at. So if I'm not a breakfast eater, I don't like breakfast, how do you address that? Because they always say breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. I believe it helps. Um, However, you can't force somebody into something completely brand new with their habits. So we need to celebrate the wins that are taking place. Uh, If you're somebody that loves a lot of different foods, that's a win in my book because we're not going to be fighting to make you eat things you don't necessarily like. Uh, We're going to look at, you know, how can we instill small, simple habits on the daily basis that, you know, like drinking a little bit more water or um, taking more walks, uh, adding a little bit more color or texture to your plate. The, um, you know, another thing that we see is um, my husband's from Europe and the portion size in the U.S. Talk, Talk to me a little bit about portion size. You know, what? Why does why is everything so big? Why does it have to be so much? I think it goes to the mindless eating. Um, we do a lot of that, and we always, I think, bigger is better in, in anybody's book. I think when we get something small set in front of us, we're always like, "What? I'm paying for this. It's the dollar value and the size that kind of comes into play. When in reality, if we were more mindful about it and sat down and looked at it, I mean, oftentimes if you're at a very nice restaurant and they give you a small plate, you find out with good conversation, with taking your time and enjoying and tasting the things in front of you, uh, that we end up feeling quite full and satisfied toward the end. Absolutely. You know, this is um, something that I was thinking about. I went to eat um, uh, lunch with my son at school, and they have 15 minutes for lunch. Tell me what your thoughts are on, um, you know, meal time, as in the actual length of time. I think, yeah, yeah, that's that's a tough one because it's one that I struggle with. I really think we, we've done a disservice um, for our children, for families, for 
um, anyone that's trying to learn how to eat healthier is, is pushing them through the day as fast as we can um, so that they're moving on to the next thing. So we're taking out a key component of how to connect with the, the eating experience, with food, um, with what it's supposed to be. And so I think that's why so many people ha- are kind of disgruntled or really, they're dissatisfied. They, they get tired of thinking about nutrition, about what they're going to eat next, about what it looks like, because it becomes a chore versus a pleasure. Let's speak to that. Um, a lot of people that I know, myself included, I'm married to a chef. So my philosophy is if it takes longer to make it, than it does to eat it, forget it. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about how people can make some simple steps um, to slow to slow their families down, to slow things down. What would be some suggestions that you could make for a busy family? Again, I think it starts with something really simple as far as just even picking, even if it's just one or two nights a week, that that's your family meal, where you know that time is protected like anything else in your schedule. Unfortunately, we have to schedule it that way, but I do believe you know that's important to really protect that time and practice it. And so like anything else, it takes practice, and we need to keep on working at it to get the um, to get the habit developed. So um, something else that people talk a lot about, there's some classes out there. You see it out on Facebook or online or advertised. Meal prepping. How much meal prepping do you do? And what are some simple tips that um, people could take, you know, from this conversation? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I laugh because I am not a meal prepper. I will say that. Although what, what's really funny about it is that I say that, but then in, in so many ways, I guess I, I am. I just keep it as simple as possible. I buy the prepped um, vegetables. I buy things that I can easily grab and go. So my, you know, my lunch is a simple, you know, sometimes a salad with, a, we pre-grill a bunch of chicken breasts on Sunday, um, grabbing out, you know, whether it's olives and seeds and things like that to put on. So it's not like I'm recreating it from scratch washing everything. It's just keeping it as simple as possible so that if you keep good hand, good food on hand, you're going to eat good food. How often do you shop? How often do you go to the grocery store? <sighs> Approximately once a week. So you really can get it done in once a week. Yes. At our house, we are, you know, we're at the store, you know, two, three times a week. Everything is, you know, it's, it's fresh. And so I, sometimes I feel like there's old mother Hubbard, there's nothing in my cupboard. <laughs> um, wh- here's a question for you. This is a, a, you know, this is the rage now, keto and intermittent fasting. What, what are those and, you know, are they, are they good? Are they beneficial? Oh, gosh. Uh, they are diets. Uh, keto is actually a medically administered diet and um, caught, um, you know, the attention of people because people can lose weight fast. Uh, it tends to be a very high-fat diet and a low-carb diet. Um, same thing with intermittent fasting. It's just being able to eat foods. But if, you know, some people do better with an extended period of time in between, but it's a way to c- control calories when it comes down to it. Uh, initially, when you know they, they became all the rage, it was a little concerning, although like anything, I really, my hopes is that people find what works for them. So I don't want to shame anybody for trying it, but I also want them to be encouraged to you know become educated about it before they jump in. Key, th- key thing, educated. Um, I know that for... You know, I have never tried the, um, you know, I've never really gone down the, the hardcore keto thing, but the intermittent fasting, um, if you have, you know, if you have a blood glucose issue or if you're diabetic or something, that, that might not be the best um, way for you to lose weight. Talk, talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, these diets that 
might not be good for, for everybody. I, I think, I mean, those are exact scenarios that you just described. And so that was something I actually had thought about is, you know, obviously you always want to consult your physician, especially if you know you have a medical condition um, pre-existing to make sure that, you know, is this the right path for me and for uh, what I have going on currently with health, with medications, things like that. Mm-hmm. What got you interested in nutrition? Uh, I come from a family history of heart disease. So that was probably the major factor. Um, I actually, t- my, my father passed away at 34 years old, old of a massive heart attack. And so my sisters and I got shipped into the hospital to all get our blood cholesterol checked. And so from that point on, you know, food changes started happening in our house. And then I did became... You, did your mother do that? Um, yes, she did. And then she was, you know, typically, I think back in the 80s, you know, diet fashion was out there. So she, I watched her chronically diet throughout my childhood. And then into teen years, I did uh, athletics. So you start to notice what, again, different teens are doing to manage their weight and their performance. Mm-hmm. And so that got you down the path. Tell us a little bit a little bit about your schooling. What, um, you know, what got you hooked and what were you interested in and where did you want to go with it? I initially went for physical therapy because I thought, you know, I, I liked that um, as far as I knew it would be a medical profession. But what I ended up in a business class of all things and came across dietetics, which I didn't really know existed and loved the fact that um, I could learn a lot more about food and how to help people um, translate good nutrition. So was it that business class that got the entrepreneurial spirit sparked? Possibly. I think if anything sparked that more, it was probably children because of the flexibility that entrepreneurship offers. Absolutely. There's there's nothing better than working for yourself. It's the most work you'll ever do, um, but it is a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Um, how how do people succeed when they work with you, and how can they connect with you? Uh, again, I love to meet people where they're at. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, if you know, I'll be honest, brutally honest up front, that there are no quick fixes. There's nothing fast about it. Uh, there's going to be work involved. Accountability works both ways. And um, if someone's looking for long-term results, once we determine what their why is and how to keep them focused on it, uh, you know, the promise of long-term results for people can outweigh all the failures of the past. How important is it that someone that is embarking on a health journey, how important is it that they have a why? Not just, I want to lose weight for a wedding. How how important um, is that? I would say it's 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 everything. It's creating that vision of of what you want. Um, what what does it really mean to you? What is you know not that number on the scale? What is it? What does it really look like? Defining that you know is it playing with grandkids in the future? Is it you know it's creating that that bigger vision for your life? Have you yourself ever been a slave to the scale? Absolutely. <laughs> how did you bre- how did you break that habit? You know, for me, I guess you know. I'm one of those people that I, I learned quickly that, you know, I can hop on in the morning. I can hop on at night. It's going to change from morning to night. It varies depending on what I eat, how much, um, you know, sodium, salt I've had, you know, a lot of different things. And, you know, I kind of have a set point for myself where if I feel like, gosh, I, I'm not really liking where that's at, I, you know, evaluate what I've been doing and then get back on track. Tell us this. I, I've heard this um and I think it's probably false, but maybe you can clear it up for us. Muscle weighs more than fat. Well, 
What what is what does that really mean? What are people trying to say when they say that? Uh, muscle takes up less space than fat. That's a, the bigger piece. Um, so when we are, you know, muscle is our lean tissue. It's what keeps us metabolically active. Um, you'll see a lot more about you know promoting women and weight training, especially nowadays, because it's going to help um, fight the body fat that we tend to accumulate the older we get. Oh, are you talking about menopause here? Are we are we going down that are we going down that hot and sweaty Betty Road? Yeah, as I'm sweating right here as we're talking right now. So um let's talk a little bit about that because I am pretty sure that you have some clients that are of the age. We'll just call it of the glowing age, um, where we always just got a healthy, sweaty glow. Um, tell us a little bit about how women um can make changes or can adapt. You know, I've been fairly athletic my whole life. Um, it's a, it's definitely a factor. What are some things that I can do to manage that through food? One is not making excuses. And like I said, I'll be brutally honest. I see a lot of women who eventually come back and say, you know, I just wasn't paying attention to what I was putting into my mouth. I was making excuses. I wasn't moving as much. So a lot of it again is sometimes just tracking, writing down for a few days, what am I putting in my mouth? Um, if you have a tracker, like a watch or something, how many steps am I putting in? Am I drinking enough water? Getting back to the fundamentals of what are you doing currently? Um, you know, your body is changing, obviously, but um, our bodies are, they're, they're smart too. So yeah, because you don't, you don't have to all of a sudden, you know, gain 40 pounds. I, I think that there's things that you know, that happen. I've seen that in my, in my own life, you know, our parents get older and, and then you, um, sometimes it's nice just to sit down and have a glass of wine and, and have some food and, you know, that fat stuff. And then, oh my God, that tasted so good. I got to have some more of that. Right. So it really is that if you wanted to get somebody, um, fast tracked to, uh, a healthy lifestyle, what would be like your one, two, three to, to give our, our listeners, what are three things that they can do that can get them started on a healthier journey? Again, number one, I would tell them to make sure to, you know, track. What are you doing currently? You have to know what you're doing, what you're putting in your mouth, what does it look like. Um, number two, you know, commit to drinking some more water. I think that is a huge piece that people just don't pay attention to. Um, and that, then number three, I would say um, it, just start thinking like a nutritionist. Start thinking what, you know, what is healthy? What what does it look like to me? Um, and what, you know, if somebody was with me, helping me alongside, you know, what would they say might look healthy? Or, you know, do you need to start learning that yourself? There's a lot of um, packaging um, that is gluten-free. That is something that um, it's in, of interest to me. I, I um, am sensitive to gluten. I notice that I feel achy. Um, when you're working with somebody and uh, they have some food sensitivities. What What's different about the way you work with them? Is there anything different? Not really. I mean, people need to be able to eat the food that they love and that they know that makes them feel good. So if they can work, um, if we can just look at it and know, I think some people have to be careful with, they think, oh, it's gluten-free, so therefore it's healthy. Mm, Not necessarily. Key there. Yeah, I, I noticed that in gluten-free things, there's a lot of sugar. Correct. You know, because it makes it taste good. Okay, I'm going to do a couple of rapid-fire um, things. This is from, from Liz Blom. Uh, what are, if I were to give you a choice between two, which would you choose? Would you choose chicken or beef? Chicken. 
Why? I just always like chicken better. <laughs> just a chicken person. <laughs> yes. Um, breakfast routine. What do you have for breakfast? Typically, I will do a meal replacement shake just because it's something simple and on the go. So protein, carbohydrate, some fruit. If I um, have forgotten my snack and I need to run into a gas station, what am I going to grab? What's the best thing I can grab at like a convenience store at a gas station? It's amazing what they have. Greek yogurt, uh, apple, almonds. Almonds. Another fruit and thing. Um, okay, Liz, tell us a little bit about um, how we can get in touch with you. Your website, um, if somebody wants to know more and wants to have that personal one-to-one touch, how can they, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, yes, they can go through my website, uh, lizblum.com, and then they can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Liz Blum Nutrition. Excellent. I want to say thank you very much to our guest today, Liz Blum. She is a recognized nutrition expert, the sweetest, nicest lady you will ever meet, um, meets you right where you're at so that you can achieve your fitness weight loss, and overall eating healthy goals. Today, I'm Kelly John Urban. You've been listening to The How Show, and I am The How Gal. Have an awesome day.